0: In the last instalment, we introduced this very beautiful surah, surah an Naml, where Allah Jalla Jalalu uh, speaks about in this first ruku in a very comprehensive manner, speaks about incidents related to Sayyidina Musa a.s. meeting Allah Jalla Jalalu. Now we commence with the second ruku, and in the Suraku we get to know the reason for the name of the surah, which translates to an end. We now will speak about the incident related to the end and another incident in this particular ruku. Wasim.
1: So as mentioned, the first story, the first ruku was about the story of Musa uh, conversation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The second ruku begins with the second story, and that is of Dawood and Sulaiman alayhi salam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and indeed, most certainly Allah is using words of emphasis, آتَيْنَا We have given Dawood wa Sulaiman and Sulaiman salam عِلْمًا Knowledge Knowledge What knowledge is this here? Allah, uh, the Mufassirin the mentioned, mentioned here yeah, the, that the, the knowledge was so vast, encompassed all the matters with regards to the dunya and all the matters with regards to deen. Also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him ilmul mantik bituyuri wal makhluqat, The knowledge of being able to speak to birds and all other creatures, all other cre- creations of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One important part of of, of this knowledge is when Dawood and uh, Sulaiman alayhi salam said, وقال الحمد لله الذي فضلنا على كثير من عباده المؤمنون مؤمنين and they both said الحمد لله all praise is due to Allah الذي فضلنا the one who has given us these bounties على كثير من عباده المؤمنين over and above every other believer that day Allah gave it to us الحمد لله وورد سليمان okay you continue
0: yeah, so very interestingly, Suleiman and Dawud were thanking Allah for the knowledge that Allah has given them. And Mufassirun say that Allah has given them all forms of knowledge that are given to the Anbiya And in addition to that, Allah also gave them worldly knowledge. Now Dawud's special form of worldly knowledge was Dawud was able to mold steel in copper, in metals. And was able to mold it into armor, and he was able to sell that armor. So that was the knowledge given to Dawud And then in terms of Suleiman Allah gave him the knowledge of what lies within the ocean's bed, the bottom of the ocean. So Suleiman used to send the Jinnah to mine out from the from the bottom of the ocean, certain minerals and certain things of value, and that was knowledge from Allah Jalla Jalaluhu. But what's very very interesting is that they thank Allah. المؤمنين, they thank Allah for giving them uh, more bounty over many of the believing servants. Now, ulama say, why didn't they say more bounty over everybody? Because you can't even compare the bounty of a believer to a bounty of a disbeliever because a disbeliever is not really blessed with any bounties if he doesn't have Iman. So the bounty of knowledge makes you more of a recipient of Allah's generosity when you're blessed with knowledge, but it can only be compared to other people with Iman instead of comparing with other people without Iman because they're not even at the threshold where you can compare with, right? So, can I move on to the next verse, Monana? Yeah, so let's move on to the next verse. سُلَيْمَانُ Dawuda. And Sulaiman, salam succeeded Dawud, salam. Remember Dawud, salam was not a king initially. He was a young boy. And Allah then gave him honor after he had defeated Goliath. And then eventually he became a king. So his son, Sulaiman, salam, Allah says Sulaiman, salam succeeded Dawud, salam. Now, Allah is now quoting Dawud Alayhi Salaam. وَقَالَ يَا اَيُّهَا النَّاسِ Dawud Alayhi said, O oh people, عُلِّمْنَا مَنْتِقَ الطَّيْرِ We have been taught, oh Dawud Alayhi Salaam and Suleyman Alayhi Salaam, we have been taught the language of the birds. وَأُوْتِينَا مِنْ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ And Allah has given us all different types of things. The type of things that Allah blesses Anbiya Alayhi Salaam with, as well as the type of things that Allah blesses kings with, in هذا الفضل certainly this is a clear bounty from Allah. Subhanallah.
1: Allah subhanahu wa taala continues saying, وحشروا لسليمان جنوده من الجن والانس والطيار. Allah subhanahu wa taala gathered for Sulaiman alaihissalam an army from the jinnat, from the human beings, and from the birds right now when allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that suleiman was given an army of these three of the three kinds of the three cre- creations of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it's not just a bunch of pigeons a bunch of arabs and a bunch of uh, uh f- allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave suleiman control of every single creation on this world when we mm-hmm. say that he had a kingdom of the entire world in fact it's mentioned in the books of tafsir that he had kingdoms from the east to the west from wow. the east to the west. That's the entire planet. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave Sulaiman alayhi salam control of all of these years. It was birds of every kind, jinnat of every kind, and insan of every kind. Mm. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gathered for him a, a army of every kind of jinnat, insan, and bird. For whom you za'oon? And thus they were assembled in rows.
0: <clears throat> yeah. So, after Allah speaks about Sulaiman organizing his army and preparing his army, now Allah goes into a very interesting incident that had transpired. Sulaiman is traveling with his army. Remember, an army made up of jinnat, insan, birds, and all types of animals. Until Sulaiman came with this army to a valley of ants. Now, as he's marching towards this valley, Suleyman A.S. قالت, نَمْلَةُ يَا اَيُّهَا النَّمْلُ الْخُلُومَ سَاكِنَكُمْ alayhi imagine now you're moving with an army, right? The amount of footsteps, the amount of sounds that all of the animals will cause, the amount of sounds that the army, the armor will also cause. Despite of that, Suleyman A.S. is coming to this valley of ends, and he can actually hear an ant talking. Can you imagine? So, not only did he understand the language of these animals, but Allah blessed him with a refined ability to hear. So, what does he hear? A female ant says, O ants, enter into your houses. Balana, you can go on from there. <laughs> So the
1: lest that Sulaiman alayhi salam and his army tramples upon you, Sho'roun, despite them even not perceiving or not knowing that they're going to do this. Ulama mentioned and Mufassirin mentioned the amazing words that the, the ant used, right? Namlatun. Ya ayyuhan naml oh ants enter into Masakinakum, your homes. La yahtimannakum. Lest Sulaiman and his army tramples upon you, without them even knowing. They use this here. Yeah, they say that the ant had a lot of hikmah, a lot of wisdom. The wisdom of the ant is as follows. It's, it da'at, thumma amarat, thumma nahat, Firstly, it called out, and then it made people aware that I'm talking to you. It alerted them that something dangerous is coming. It, he or the end commanded the the other ends that they should go into their houses, and he told them exactly where to go. He told them how to do it and he told them why they must go into their houses because Sulaiman is coming with his army. I don't want you to trample on them. I don't want, I don't want them to trample on you. So and it also gave an excuse on behalf of Sulaiman alayhi salam. It never said because they don't think, they can't see, they don't worry about us ends. It, it gave an excuse for them. You know what? they're not going to know. They're not going to know.
0: Subhanallah, Subhanallah. You know, I want to take a few moments to speak about ends and their significance. I came across a study recently, Mononawaseem. For every living human being, there's 2.5 million ends on earth. And ants have a significance because an entire surah is named after the ants, right? Abdullah bin Abbas radiallahu anhu from one narration, and I'm paraphrasing that narration, but basically Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa taught us that two types of beings we should not kill one are bees and the second are ants. And bees also, there's a surah named after them in the Quran. On one occasion, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was going out to perform Salatul Istisqa. Salah seeking rain in a time of a drought. And Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu narrates this that as they were going out, Rasulullah sallallahu wasalam seen an ant with both of his hands up. And he was making du'a to Allah for rain. When Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasalam seen this, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasalam made a U-turn and they didn't even perform salatul istisqa saying on the du'a of this ant we will see rain. So, Under extraordinary circumstances, when perhaps the ants are in abundance and are nuisance, then you should kill ants. Or perhaps the bees are a threat where they may sting people, then you may get rid of them. But under normal circumstances, these two are sacred, and we should preserve them, and we should respect them. And if you can, if there's a beehive at your home then try to relocate the bees. Even the ants, try to relocate them instead of killing them. And if the absolute last resort is you need to kill them, then do so with a heavy heart. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. Yeah.
1: We can learn so much from these stories of uh, Sulaiman Alayhi salam, and all these animals. Animals can teach us a lot. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continues saying, فَتَبَسَّمَ min qawliha. Suleyman alaihissalam with his refined hearing heard the end and he smiled. In fact, he smiled so much that he had to chuckle a little bit. Min qawliha, because of the, uh, the 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 speech of the end.
0: Yeah, then, then he made dua to Allah. But a very beautiful dua. Look what he's asking Allah for. Now he's fascinated at this bounty. He's fascinated at what the ant is saying as well. Fascinating at the fact that he can hear the ant. Fascinated at the fact that the ant is not saying, alayhi a.s. as a tyrant will kill you, but because Sulaymane alayhi salam won't notice you because of how small you are. All of this caused Suleiman salam to smile and eventually he chuckled a bit. Now he says, He says, O Allah, inspire me to be grateful for the bounty that you blessed me with and the bounty that you blessed my parents with. Inspire me to be grateful to you, O Allah. You
1: know, I mentioned this maybe too often, and maybe you're tired of hearing it. But uh, every time we talk about Sulaiman and Dawd, I always think about the uh, when when Sulaiman alayhi uh, salam or Dawud alayhi salam spoke to Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala and he said when Allah commanded them to be grateful to them, to Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala, then uh Dawur says to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, How am I able to make shukr to you when making shukr to you is also a bounty from you? So then Allah subhanahu it's now that you recognize who I am, who I am, that everything that you get, everything that you're doing, for even for yourself, is actually a bounty from me.
0: Look, you have said it many, many times, right? But every time it's still a power one. Jazakallah khair for mentioning it, man. So Dawud continues with the Dua, right? Suleiman al salam and Sulaiman continues with his dua. O oh, Allah, give me the ability to do those good deeds that will please You. And through Your mercy, O oh, Allah, enter me into the companionship of Your pious servants, meaning enter me into Jannah and enter me into that type of companionship.
1: So up until here, this ruku is is, is talking of the story of the Sulaiman alayhi salam, in the end, and that is just to show the type of ability that Sulaiman alayhi salam had with other creatures, other creations of Allah subhanahu wa taala. From here on up until the end of the ruku, Allah subhanahu wa taala is going to be talking about the story about Sulaiman alayhi salam, and not just that he was a king or that he had control over uh, animals and other creatures of Allah subhanahu wa taala, but also to show the nubuwa of uh Sulaiman uh, allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says when well, I,
0: well, I was saying before we go on if i can mention one interesting point the ulama say that look it's an end ends don't carry so much significance but imagine because this particular end was concerned of the welfare of other ends allah loved that action so much that Allah gave this ant an honorary mention in the Qur'an because the ant was concerned about other ants. So it tells us how dear is it to Allah when a person is selfless, when a person has fikr, when a person is concerned about others, how dear is that to Allah?
1: SubhanAllah. You know, we have an Ustad Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless him. He used to always tell us that you must even be kind to kufar. For many reasons, but he used to tell us this one thing here. He says you have a son. I say, Gee Mulana, I have a son. He says uh if somebody has to if somebody has to trouble you, like trouble me personally, like you know, they have to call me names, they have to fight with me. It's like it's by the way, you know what let it go. But the moment they start doing that same what they're doing to you, to your son, hey. how would you feel? Hey. How would you feel? Hey, hey, right? No, <laughs> Now you see, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala doesn't care when people say, "Oh, there's no Allah." Allah doesn't care. Oh, Allah got part. Allah doesn't really worry. But the moment you start troubling the ibad of Allah, the moment you start troubling the slaves of Allah, that's when you're looking for trouble. Mm. So, being in the in the in, in the in the consistent effort of trying to help people, that's what makes Allah happy. That's what make, uh, makes Allah's mercy come down upon us. So, being in service of people is also. Be- being a, a true Muslim. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continues. Can we continue? Any more points? Yeah, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe one of the reasons for this bird here that we're going to be talking about being mentioned in the Qur'an is because he tried to help people come to Iman. Sulaiman alayhi salam, he inspected and he was searching for a specific bird. For caller, and he said la aral hudhud. what's wrong with me I can't find Hudhud he first blamed himself he blamed himself for not being able to find Hudhud Hudhud is a translation of the hoopu bird right but we'll just call him Hudhud for now we'll name him also Hudhud one time and then Suleyman says either I can't find him or he's just absent so first it's either my fault that I can't find him I can't see him or it's his fault that he's been absent, he's supposed to be here if he is absent then i'm going to punish him severely oh i'm going to slaughter him he didn't say kill him slaughter is different to killing right Or oh, he must come to me with clear proof why he was absent
0: mm-hmm. you know the ulama mentioned very very beautiful points under this verse salam was looking at his army inspecting his army and particularly inspecting the hooper birds or this, however you pronounce the type of bird in English, the hooper birds. And then he asked particularly for hood hood. So they say, why was Suleyman alayhi salam out of his broader army looking for one particular bird and inspecting one particular species out of his broader army? And the ulama say the first reason is that Sulaiman was cognizant of the welfare of his subordinates. He was checking on his subordinates in a very cognizant way. And that is true, and that is beautiful leadership where you're constantly checking on the welfare of everybody. The second reason is because these hooper birds are a weak bird. They can't fend for themselves. They're not very resilient. They're not very strong. So that's why Sulaiman as a leader made it a point to check particularly on these birds because they are weaker than the rest. And if you look at Sayyidina Umar who is anhu the outstanding leader in this ummah, Sayyidina Umar anhu used to patrol the streets at night. Make sure everybody has eaten. Make sure everybody's welfare is in, in place. In fact, there's one saying of Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu that can actually give you goosebumps. Remember the empire of the Muslim khilafah was very vast during the Khilaf of Sayyid Umar anhu. And he used to say, if a wolf kills a lamb on the side of the Euphrates River, for that too, Umar will be answerable. So it's a river flowing in Iraq and Syria. And he says, if a wolf kills a lamb on the shores of the Euphrates River, while he's in Medina is the Khalif, then he says, Umar is the leader will be answerable. So the other reason is because they're very weak. Another reason Mulana, that is mentioned in the hadith is Allah has blessed these hooper birds with a unique ability, which I didn't know about until reading the this ruku, is that they are able to see water under the ground. So they are flying over a flat piece of land and there's underground rivers flowing there. They are able to see it. And Suleiman required water at this particular point. So what you would do is ask the Jinnat to dig, to excavate, until they're able to access the water. Now how would they know whether they're digging at the right point? For that you would rely on the whooper, and it was a point where they required water, so you didn't want to give the order to the jinnat to dig until the whooper would say that there certainly is water or there isn't water, so that when they dig it's actually beneficial. Isn't it like really interesting reasons, eh? SubhanAllah, we need to
1: learn a little bit more. I think I want to read about uh, on ants and upu birds.
0: <laughs> yeah, subhanAllah. subhanallah. So uh, where did Adab and Shadida... So, uh, so eventually Suleyman salam said, if this hudud is just gone missing, maybe out of mischievousness or naughtiness or whatever other reason, then I will give him a punishment. Or I will even slaughter him unless he comes with a very clear proof why he is absent بعيد, a short while lapse they didn't have to wait long until Hudhud appeared before sulaiman A.S. can ask anything Hudhud comes forward with his justification i have knowledge which you don't have which subordinate can say that to your king i know what you don't know and I've come from Sabah, a place in Yemen, with very, with, with, what can you call it? Uh, what can you call it? I have conviction in the news that I come with. I come with true, verified news. I come to you with that. And firstly, telling salam, I know this news which you don't know, and that's the reason why I'm late.
1: So he tells the Suleiman the news immediately it's not like i know what you don't know and you hide it away like uh like like immature people he said what he needed to say he gave his reasons whatever it is he may have told suleiman it could be a worthy thing it couldn't be a witty thing we don't know what's the what's the the, the, the what's the emotions behind us here yeah? <inaudible> i found a woman as a leader that had and she had everything, she was given everything in terms of the dunya, everything in terms of means of the dunya, she's been given. And she has a very, very large uh, throne. Throne, she has a very large throne. Now Ulama mentioned, Mufassirin say, that it could be large, literally large throne, or it could be that she has a throne and it rules a lot of people, it covers a lot of people. But specifically about the throne, uh, the ulama mentioned, and tabri mentions that it's it's been bedazzled with some pearls and it has the rubies on it. Ibn Abbas anh, says the same thing, that actually the the throne was like a bed that they had lots of jewelry and lots of uh, bling stuff on it. yasjuduna he told the news in stages of what he felt was more important he told the first thing he felt wasn't so important he, whatever was more important than that and more important than that so first thing is i found uh, uh, um i came from the people of sabah the area in yemen there was a woman now more important than that there was a woman that was that had leadership over them more important than that she's been given everything in terms of the means of the dunya more important than that is that she covers a lot of ground with people but even more important than that is that mm-hmm. i found her and her entire nation prostrating to the sun instead of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mm-hmm shaytan had beautified for them their actions and in turn because of that he led them astray from the path and they are not rightly guided
0: you know expressions like this one in the quran i find very very scary when allah says allah has beautified for them their sin because if we look at worshiping the sun, it seems absolutely illogical. Who would worship the sun? But now that Allah has beautified the sun for them, which we speak about a concept called confirmation bias, you develop a theory in your mind. Your mind always wants to prove you right. So now you seek supporting evidence until you fully convinced into something that nobody can convince you out when the initial starting point was our own theory that emerged in your mind. So scary that they were worshiping the sun. But shaitan had beautified the worship of the sun for them, that they actually see nothing wrong with it. Now, Hudhud continues to speak. And if you look at pious circles, they're so comfortable speaking about the greatest, greatness of Allah. So he speaks about what an outrage it is that they're worshiping something besides Allah. Allah ladhi fi samawati wal-ard. Like, how come they do not prostrate to Allah. When Allah is the one who can expose the hidden things in the heavens and the earth, And Allah even has knowledge over those things which you hide and those things which you disclose. And He continues to speak about Allah saying, Allahul illahu. Allah, there is no deity besides Him. وَرَبُّ الْعَرْشِ الْعَظِيمِ. He is the Lord of the lofty throne. Never mind her throne, the true lofty throne. Allah is the Lord of that. And one of the tafsirs of Walaha Arshun Azim, that she has a very big throne, is that her authority is very extensive. She ruled over a vast area of land. Ya Wahua Rabbul Arshil Azim, Allah is the Lord of the greatest t- throne because Allah's dominion is far more vast than hers. And Hudud is lamenting the fact that they actually worship the sun.
1: So two points there uh, that came to my mind as you were speaking is in Arabic it's more linguistic in Arabic is what you call nakira it's a it's it's just a big throne a great throne but is 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 is, uh, is the great throne so she may just have a thing someone may be, just be. A little merciful, but Allah is ar rahim the most merciful. The second thing is, you said that the hoopoe bird can see water. Uh, you, the hoopoe bird can see water from the, from the the. You can see how how did you say it? So water which is beneath the surface of the ground. The surface of the ground. An animal like that is saying, Allah, yukhrijhabah.
0: Subhanallah.
1: How can they yeah. not prostrate to Allah who can remove the hidden things or take out the hidden things from the heavens and the earth? Subhanallah. An can
0: see
1: water underneath the ground. We can barely see be- subhanallah, we can barely see things. We need glasses for everything. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You know, with just four minutes remaining before the top of the hour, we'll just run through these last few verses before the end of the ruku. Sulaiman, after who tells his whole story, Sulaiman still says, <laughs> We are going to wait to see whether you're speaking the truth or you are from amongst the liars. Not all, whether you are a liar. Whether you're from amongst the liars, then Sulaiman alayhi salam dispatches him with an important mission. bi kitabi. go with this letter. Kitabi hada and throw it to the people, meaning hand it over to the people. anhum, then turn away from them. Fandur mada yirchi'oon. and then when you're at a distance, then just watch what they are responding and how they treating the letter. So even though they disbelievers believers observe the protocol, give the letter to Matawallah anhum, then respectfully go away and observe at a distance.
1: So when uh, when Sulaiman salam gave the instruction for him to go and drop the letter, in fact alqih is to throw, right? So the ulama mentioned that Sulaiman alayhi salam said, just go, but you mustn't be noticed. So you must do it like in stealth mode. Where you go, you drop the letter, you move away, you sit there, you wait a while, and you see how they respond to it. So anyways, قَالَتْ يَا أَيُّهَا الْمَلَأُ إِلَيَّ كِتَابٌ كَرِيمٌ The moment this letter drops in her lap, the Mufassirin mentions that it, he came, he fluttered his wings, dropped it, and he went away. And as it dropped, he was already hiding in his spot, and then it fell on. And the name of the lady, by the way, is Bilqis. It fell on her lap, and she said, قَالَتْ يَا أَيُّهَا الْمَلَأُ Oh my people, oh my 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 she had like a mashura council. Oh my council, inni ulkiya kitabun karim. I've been thrown this 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 letter. It's a it's a it seems like a noble letter because of how it looks. Innahu min Sulaiman. indeed it is from Sulaiman alayhi salam. Then she opened it, wa And indeed in the name of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala, the most merciful, the most gracious. And simple, simple, simple. Rasulullah's words were Jawami Kalim, Rabbana Atina Fid Dunya Hasana. Oh Allah grant us in the dunya hasana, fil ahirahsana, in the akhira hassana, simple words, it's from Sulaiman, it's Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Allah ta'anu alayya wa tuni Muslimeen. Don't have pride over yourselves. Don't have pride over me. Don't show your, your don't show that you are better than me. Wa tuni muslimin, and come to me as Muslimin as is as, is as, as people who are obedient to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala worshiping only allah
0: subhanahu wa ta'ala mm. teaches us that there's an important lesson on how to correspond firstly we need to revive this way of sending letters of da'wah to people in authority non-Muslim kings, non-Muslim presidents. And social media has made the greatest celebrities even accessible, so we should adopt the practice of sending letters to invite people to deen. But the next thing it tells us how to format an Islamic letter. In the non-Muslim circles, they format a letter where you address that person's name at the top, and then you give your message, and at the end you introduce yourself. If you look at the format of the letter of Suleiman, he started off saying, Nahum min Sulaiman, this is a letter from Sulaiman. Thereafter he said Bismillah and then he gave his message Allah ta'alu alayya don't be arrogant towards me wa'tuni muslimin and come to me as a Muslim. So a person knows what tone to read the letter in if the name of the sender is right at the top and he knows the purpose of it right at the top when the name of the sender is at the beginning of the letter instead of at the end of the letter. Professionalism does not mean you adopt Western methods. It means you come closer to Islam, and that's what being professional actually means. InshaAllah, we continue with the series next week. Stay tuned. Our
1: Our Lord, upon you we have relied, and to you we have returned.